Hey everyone, it's Mike Stow back again for another episode of How About This, and this one is a special one. We actually, unfortunately, lost the original version of this episode because of horrible audio problems, and it just sounded like garbage, so we decided to redo it. On this episode, Jordan and I are joined by Amanda as we do show from a hat, which means that we're going to have a hat on the table and we're just going to pull properties that have been written down on little pieces of paper out of the hat and we have to give our best pitches as quickly as we possibly can. We either pitch or we pass it to one of the other people at the table to give their pitch. I'm pretty sure that explains it really well and I don't want to take too much of your time at the front of the episode because I think we just need to get into this as soon as we possibly can. So we're ready in five, four, three, two, like we stepped through a time slip because we're re-recording an episode that we had lost bad due to bad sound issues. So welcome back to an episode of How About This. This should have kicked off season two. However, we were in a spot where we had to scrap an episode because I did a bad job at recording it. Now, we have brought back the team to do this episode again, almost as if we hit rinse and then repeat. And with us as always is the best co-host this side of Jupiter? I want to say Jupiter. I'm going to go Jupiter. I'm going to give you... You could have said Uranus. I know. I could have. And it would have... Missed opportunities, sir. Totally totally missed opportunities. You know what? Let's re-record the show again. Let's just keep re-recording this episode. I think that's a great idea. Major deja vu. Yeah, well, to keep re-recording this episode until the end of time, until we finally can hit... Until we have to go back. Back to the future. Marty! You have to go back to the future. I don't have a good Christopher Lloyd. That that's I can the best. Do. Like that's the best I can. And do. I don't have a Michael J. Fox. Yeah. I don't have anyone I can impersonate from those Duck. movies. Oh, you know, I can impersonate Seamus McFly. <laughs> that's what I can impersonate. So <laughs> that's about as good as he did it. Let me introduce the co one of the co-hosts of this show. There's this is a this is a co-hosted co-host show. He wears all sorts of hats, kind of sometimes. I never wear hats. Never. Uh, I would go as far as to say that the only hat I might have ever seen this man wore, wear, English, is the um, the hat of greatest co-host this side of Jupiter, oh, Mr. Jordan Hugh. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I never wear a hat because I have too much hair. Yeah. Actually, so do you. So do I. But yeah, you wear more hats than me. I think I've been in situations where I've had to wear hats more frequently, like as like a thing. Yeah. Like, you know... Whether it's playing a like softball or something, or like a, a Mario costume. <laughs> I was or... gonna say yes. My, my co-host has worn many a hat, but mostly a pirate hat. Yes, I've I worn think pirate at, hat. at times. I uh, have. A hat of a uh, link. Uh, I've worn a link hat a for link sure. Hat. Um, and is that it? Is that it for hats? I've worn like baseball like a Mets caps. cap. I have Mets caps and stuff like that. Yeah. Otherwise, I, have I ever seen Mike Staub in a hat? Not really. That was about it. Very few hats. But we have one more host on today's show. Yes, one more host on this show who wears the bedazzled, glitter-covered space helmet, Miss Amanda Mack. Hey. How's it going? Welcome back. We never did this before. We never did this before. This is show, a new show. Show from a hat is a lie. I'm show so from a hat. For the first time. Yes. To do this. So, for the first time in, in forever, forever, we're recording the same show. Ah. 
So every now and again, when you do a podcast, wait, she, does Amanda wear hats? We have to do the Amanda hat. I said that she wore like a space, um, bedazzled that was space one helmet. Hat. I'm saving up for the bedazzled space helmet. Let's be honest. Right. I'm I, that's that's still a little ways out. You're not I'm a big hat do person, that right? I have the. I also have the pirate hat. It's you have a, a pirate hat, different. like a tricorner pirate hat. It doesn't have a plume like how yes. Mike's does. Yes. Mine um, has a plume. What's I, up with that? Why no plume? I don't know. Why doesn't yours have a plume? There's no, uh, there's no plume spot on it. It's just uh, a, yeah. You got to get. We right have to plume. up that plume game. Those are rookie numbers. We got to up those plumes. You got to have at least two plume. Two plume. Two plume. I'll work on it. Yeah. A, a yeah. Nice Judy plume. Yeah. You also have like that. You also have like that. That big black beach hat. I do. Oh yes, I do. Yeah. I do have that. You have um, that big black beach hat. I that don't you wore wear the beach. that often. That is definitely uh, a beach. Um, the purpose for that hat is the beach. If I were to wear it in public and like go to a show, say, I would block everyone's vision. So that hat is like selective wearing, but I mm-hmm. do, I do love it. It's I a have, good hat. I have clothes that I basically sequester during different times of year. Yeah. Where I'm like, even just t-shirts, which I could wear year round. I'm like, no, this is a summer t-shirt. It goes in the summer bin. And the second summer ends, it goes in the bin. And we yeah. will not see it again until Memorial Day. That's, that's You know what? It's important to yeah. live your life with standards and rules. You, and It's nice having rules for yourself. Yeah. But also, it gives people the impression that I own more clothes than I do. I don't own a lot of clothes. Yeah, clothes are just... I buy a lot of t-shirts. I'm like a sucker for like the one and done t-shirt sites. I go to them every day and buy so many of my t-shirts but off the sites. But you are like a well-dressed man. I feel like you have a lot of clothing. I've collected a bunch of clothing over the years. Yes. For I sure. I have like... Three pants, ten shirts. Like, that's like my, it's not, there's not a lot going on. I have a lot of t-shirts. I have a lot of, like, work clothes. Well, that's because I, I don't hang out in my work clothes. I feel this because for the longest time where I worked, I had a uniform. So all of the clothes that I owned were either acquired because I needed them for a show or, like, the band was playing a show and I needed a new look for that. So trying to find something <laughs> to wear to just, like, go out right, in life, right. I was like, well... <sighs> like I know, I know. you know, so. I think I need to go shopping. I think that's what I've discovered. Yeah, and in the intro, definitely when you're there, you need to buy a hat. So, Mike, can you tell us about show from a hat? What is the yes. show going to be that we have never done before? So we had this stupid idea, which I think is actually a great idea. It's a great mo- idea. Most great ideas. All are of our st- ideas are great on this show. Exactly. That's the theme of of how to how about this? We've never the had a, we've never had a bad pitch. Uh, ever. ever, ever, certainly not my Ghostbusters pitch. No, definitely not. That's a great pitch. That I love oh. that. Was a great pitch. No, it would. let's move on. Okay, we will move on. So we will show, not be talking about Grimoire, Grimoire of the Dam today. Can I please have I the hat? I enjoyed okay. that pit. All right. Please pass me the Matt What does our hat Smith look hat? like? It's a Matt Smith fez. Yes. The, the, the 50th Doctor. I don't know how what Doctor. 10th Doctor, 9th Doctor. I don't watch Doctor Who. Sorry, nerds. But we have a hat. It's a it's a fez. You've insulted half our fan base. Well, they've stopped listening. That's fine. Okay. I would love to actually watch some Doctor Who, but what can you do? My dad watches a lot of Doctor Your Who. Your dad absolutely. You insulted Bill Mack. Oh, you have. You're right. I Sorry, told Bill. Him. That's bad news. All right. So what's in the hat? What's so in the fez? In the fez, the fez is filled with a bunch of properties. And uh, pieces brands. of paper, yes. Pieces of paper <laughs> written. Imagine. Oh, look at this. I pulled out all of Disney. I'm a billionaire now. <laughs> really big Fez. So the Fez is filled with pieces of paper that have written on them properties, brands, things like that. Characters. Characters, whatever. Yeah. whatever. So we're going to pull one of these pieces of paper out of the hat. And we're going to look at it. And the person that pulled it out, if they want to take a stab at it, can give you what their pitch is for this brand. Or... Someone else at the table can do it. It's a little bit of us playing. This is like speed pitch, elevator pitch. How about this? It's a little bit of a game. It's a little bit of a. It's a little bit of kind of like an improv exercise that right. you, you actor it folks play. Pitch or pass. 
Pitcher pass. Pitcher like pass that. is good. Uh, and and also we have done no prep. For no this show. prep. None. Normally Amanda has like her huge pad, and Mike and I still have nothing. But normally there's more prep than this. This is no prep. This is yeah. purposely no prep, and we've definitely forgotten what we said about these properties the last time we did. Correct. We, we, we only got through ones. like seven of them last yeah. time. So, yeah. well, yeah, this, this could be a totally different. Right. This can be different, but I think it's time to start pulling from the hat. Okay. Oh. Amanda, you Amanda are the guest. Amanda should go first. You're oh, the guest. Okay. Okay, Amanda, reach in. Do not cheat like reach you, did, like you never me. did before last time, nope. which you did. Um, do, do, and, do. and pick one. Okay. All right. I've got one. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. I don't know if... I would have to pass before making a pitch. I need like at least but two what minutes. But what is it? What is it? It is The Simpsons. Okay. I have a pitch for The Simpsons. I, I can go right now. This you... is not my story, but I'm going to tell a quick 20-second story. Friends of the show, uh, Jay and Ari, were, I think, on their honeymoon. Coming back from their honeymoon, uh, they saw Vince Vaughn. And uh, they were away in a Spanish-speaking uh, country. I don't remember where. Again, this is not my story. And all they like watched, I think they were like sick on their trip or something. All they watched in their hotel room was The Simpsons in Spanish. Like there was no English, but like the 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 theme would come on and would go Los Simpsons, like not in the voice you're used to. And they saw Vince Vaughn at the airport, and they're like their little you know plane that they're taking back to like the big airport. So they get on the plane with him, and they're like you know he can definitely hear them being like oh my god that's Vince Vaughn whatever whatever. So they sit in the aisle across from Vince Vaughn, and he can hear them talking about him. And without warning, like the plane takes off in their midair, and Vince Vaughn like turns over to them because he's in the same row, and he just goes. Los Simpsons, <laughs> like as a greeting, which I think is the best Vince Vaughn story I've ever heard. I'm sorry, Amanda, you have pulled The Simpsons. Oh, I have, I have a pitch for The Simpsons. That story's great. If, if you're not ready, Amanda, if you need a minute, I have a pitch. Uh, I need, I think I need a minute. I need All right, a minute. I have a pitch. All right, Mike, Mike seems to be good to go on this one. Why is he already laughing? More laughing at The Simpsons than ever has been done about The Simpsons in the last 20 years. Cancel The Simpsons. That's my pitch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> End it. It's over. That's the pitch. It's is over. The, the show should end. Simpsons has been on for like 30 years. It's done. I think it's been Here's, on for more than 30 years. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. Here's my problem with creating a pitch for The Simpsons for me is that what I would pitch has already been created, and that is The Simpsons theme park. Yeah. Yep. So I, um, aside from that, I... Also, if you haven't been to the Simpsons section of Universal Studios, it's great. Yeah, it's um, a lot of fun. You can a lot of fun. eat the big pink donut. You can have Duff beer. You can buy yourself a Bort keychain. <laughs> they don't so have Bort. They don't have any Bort, Bort. keychains. Just Bort. <laughs> <laughs> what a good joke. It's so fun. Um, oh, look, Bort. With the Simpsons, you have a show that was like unstoppable for its first, we could say, seven to ten seasons. Right? Yeah, I would say I would say at least at least eight. Yeah. And then after that, it just was just kind of like became this thing, which is like, well, we have to renew The Simpsons. But I don't know. It's so funny with our generation of folks, like mostly folks in their 30s and 40s. Everyone I know simultaneously loves The Simpsons and has never watched a show in the last like 15 to 20 years. No, I mean, we watch we caught up on The Simpsons because of Disney Plus. We started pretty much watching it from like season season one's rough. But we kind of we started watching it. stuff out. Yeah. Season one, though. Yeah. Like, I actually, I just listened to Conan. I listened yeah. to his podcast and they were talking about The Simpsons and how you don't have the voices really even no. figured no. out in the, the first season. So like Homer's voice was totally different and his MO was totally different and like it be, grew into a different show. Well, the show starts out, it's really much, really just about Bart 
it's a Bart show. Bart was the marketable one. The first couple of seasons of Bart, 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 Bart. And then they realize that Homer is the most interesting character. And they really follow him for through most of the series. This is what South Park has done as yeah, well with, with Randy, Marsh. Randy Marsh. I think as these creators get older, <laughs> they stop. I think a lot. I think, and this is my, my point of view. I don't know if it's true. But I feel like these creators start out making these shows when they're kind of like, they're not teenagers anymore, but they're, they're, they're in their twenties. They're bratty. They're like, right, I'm so like sick the of the kid. Yeah. They're like kind of like the kid. And then by the time they, they grow up to a certain age, they're like, Oh no, but the father's really the interesting character. Let's go with this. And the Simpsons has Marge. It's got Homer. It's got like all of their like extraneous friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're you know? great characters. Yeah. Like, but it's been, it's been a theme park. It's been an arcade game. It's been like, yeah, it's been everything. It's been everything. Um, Simpsons has, the has, movie. <laughs> um, has so, Lisa Amanda, Simpson, do, you, do you have a pitch, Amanda? I, maybe it's for like an item. Has Lisa Simpson ever recorded an album that we can listen to? Is there any Lisa Simpson saxophone music? Probably. Probably. There we go. That's already exists. What do I do? <laughs> Simpsons, done. Can, um, cancel nice. the Simpsons. I would say I my pitch them. for the Simpsons would be to end it. Uh, so I, I agree. I would love another film. Yeah. It could even end with the with film. The film yeah. uh, but my problem with the Simpsons would be this. I do not want to do the big sappy Simpsons ending. I don't think the show warrants that. It's certainly earned a big sappy ending if that's what it wants to do. But I think what everyone likes about The Simpsons is that the characters don't really age. It's like no. a perpetual enduring thing. So what I'd love to see is just like some big wacky big adventure where you get to revisit all the characters you like. And the implication at the end of the movie or at the end of the final season would be just that this goes on. Yep. Whatever this is. I can add to that a little bit. I think because it's on Disney Plus now and with the with the existence of Disney Plus... You could do Simpsons shorts every so often. They do do like the Maggie specials. So instead right. of it being a continuous series, like because it's on Disney Plus, because they have like a studio that could produce it, yeah. they could just put out things here you or can, there. You can continue to create Simpsons stuff. Like the Goofy shorts. <laughs> we you, just watched them exactly. the other night. They're great. Yeah, you can continue to keep. You can continue to do stuff like that and just you know not use them. As they've been used for TV. They don't need to be on TV anymore. Favorite Simpsons character that's not in the core family. You only get one, and you have to think about it right now. Oh, Mike. Damn. Wow. That's tough. Uh, Maybe you get two. I get two? I'm a, oh, why'd you do <laughs> this to me? It's so easy. I don't know. I think for me. I mean, it's, it's personal. It's a personal thing. Amanda has it. Go ahead. Um, who is Kelsey Grammer's character? Oh, Sideshow Bob, yeah. which would have been my first choice. Sideshow <laughs> Bob, yeah. Sideshow Bob, like, easily. I can't think of his freaking name. Sideshow oh. Bob is my number one. Go ahead, Mike. I think I I really like Krusty. <laughs> That's my number Krusty. two. He's awful. Sideshow Bob and Krusty are the best two non-family characters. Hi. I want to add. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Um, Marge's sisters are Patty, awesome. Patty and Selma. Patty yeah, and Selma. it's ridiculous. No, my favorite, yeah, my favorite non-Simpsons family characters are absolutely Sideshow Bob and Krusty. In fact, whenever it's a Sideshow Bob episode, it felt like a holiday. Yeah, it did. It felt like, oh my God, are we getting a Sideshow Bob episode? Yeah. Which, D um, bought D. I just love <laughs> And Kelsey I love that he Grammar. does the whole fucking, when they do that Cape Fear episode. Yeah. And he does the entire ending to HMS Pinafore. <laughs> 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 it's so good. They were just uh, they were they were on a they were on operating on a different level. Different level. Different so level. Good. All right, writing. we have to get we can't we spent too much time. If this is the length we're going to spend I, on each no, pitch, this is going to be four hours. Jordan, long. go. All right, I'm reaching into the hat. I'm definitely not looking. Everyone can attest I'm not looking. Not looking. I have pulled out uh, the, what it says on the paper is Capcom versus question mark. Question mark. I, I've already I, I have my idea. All right, Mike, you this is clearly a Mike paper. It's go time ahead. for Capcom to make the serial mascot game. 
All right, we need the mascot <laughs> okay. game. We I need. Play that. We need Capcom making. Wait, just cereal mascots or like I think food all, mascots? I think all food mascots. I think. Oh, and we might be able to go to the Michelin Man. I think that we start with like <laughs> Michelin green. Man's not a okay. Well, technically is because for some reason this fucking tire place reviews restaurants, so I guess that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so odd. I'm giving it three stars. Yeah. Uh, so you have you have obviously like Captain Crunch and Chester Cheeto and Tony the Tiger and the Green Green Giant and that little glove. And this oh, would, the hamburger helper. Hamburger glove. helper. Glove. This would be in the style of like a Street Fighter game, right? Yes. Okay. So this yes. is like like. Of the Marvel versus Capcom 2 era? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking like really nice 2D sprites yeah. of these serial like mascots like teaming up, fighting yeah. all... They don't necessarily... Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Snap, Crackle, and Pop is one character. No. It one character. Are you... Yes. No, they operate I as don't... a team. Well, being a team and being one character are two different things. They operate things. as one character. See, in these games, you have tag teams. So you have like Spider-Man and Ryu Got and you it. tag them in and out. And so this one Count is gonna... Chocula and Booberry. Exactly. Got they it. don't have exactly. to work together though. You think Snap, Crackle, and Pop should be three separate characters? No, no, no. That's one character. That's like, you know, they're Vincent Adult Man, clearly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Who's the top tier characters in this? The ones that we don't know. Who would be like, you would design them to be like, these are for competitive fighters? Okay, so I think first and foremost, you need your answer to like the Sentinel and Magneto. So who's like the villain of all of this? I don't know. The Burger King. The Burger King. It's Burger yeah. King with yeah. that frightening head. Yeah, that horrible head. The Burger King would be rough. Not I think, the Hamburglar? I think that, I, I think Hamburglar's low-tier trash. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Hamburglar's moveset looks like. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's his moveset. He like throws hamburgers at people that he stole. Okay. So are we mixing now like fast food mascots? Yes, with that seems bread? to be the, the case. Yes, that yeah. seems okay. to be the case. So Got it. I think it's anything edible mascot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes, the Pillsbury Doughboy probably gets really big and like crushes the city. Like oh yes, okay. So the, how about the more damage you do to Pillsbury Doughboy, the bigger and angrier yeah. he gets until he ends <laughs> up being like fucking Stay Puffed or something. Yeah, I think that's really great. Would would fictional mascots be allowed? Like, could Stay Puffed be in the game? I would like to keep this to real mascots. We'd have to pay Ivan Reitman some money. Yeah, but I, I don't want to pay so the real fictional people. Characters, not fictional fictional characters. Yes. Got Real it. fictional characters. Okay. Yes. Come on, Amanda. We do have standards. <laughs> yeah. um, you could have the campfire marshmallow guy. I would say... Ah! He's just on fire. <laughs> I would say Captain Crunch should be a pretty serious Oh, contender. yeah, because he'd have yeah. like a whole army. He'd have like a whole... A ship. I ships. think the ship would come in. Yeah, yeah, that's his special. That's like his end-all end hyper combo. Right. Where would Toucan Sam fall? Very low. Very low. Very low tier character. Sam. Yeah. Chester Cheeto's got to be up there. Chester though. Cheeto's good. Wendy's good. Uh, I Chester think, Cheeto's fast. Yeah. I yeah. think. I think. I think Ronald is like your like Ryu. Like he's like oh, middle of the so pack. He's good. But, yeah, middle of the pack. Good, but like is Ryu middle of the pack? I think in certain games, yeah. Okay. I think. I think he's like your main character. I think like Ronald McDonald has somehow unearth this fighting tournament between food mascots it he, would be his fault yeah it would definitely be his for fault sure. because the, the because the ice cream machine is broken after eight o'clock right, right? and yes. also for if, if we're placing the burger king as like the main antagonist yeah. of this ronald mcdonald ronald mcdonald is clearly the protagonist yes ronald mcdarling ronald and then, mcdonald and then you have um, to have you gotta have you gotta have wendy you gotta have wendy's like extremely clever yes very very quick clever probably has some like you know super fast moves you gotta have, like I said, the green giant, snap, crackle, crackle and pop. Does Tom Taco Bell have a mascot? The Chihuahua. <laughs> is the Chihuahua in the game? Yes, why oh. not? He is the mascot. And then is he any good or is he trash? Trash, trash, okay. trash. I mean, so how good. are you gonna fight the green giant? Okay. Right? Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, I'm green the green giant. giant. 
Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can have, uh, I don't know what else you could get, but that's a good one. All right. We're Mike, gonna, uh, pick from the hat. Amanda's going to come, come. It's 10 minutes from now. We're going to get a, Amanda blurts out some other food mascot. That's really good. Right. Yeah. Oh, I did. I had one on the tip of my tongue and then I was like paying attention to what you guys are saying and forgot my what, like, so. Yeah. I think Mr. Softy would be a fucking low tier favorite though. Yeah. I think yeah. people would love that. They might love Cookie Puss. <laughs> yes. Oh, Ooh, Mr. Peanut. Fudgy oh. the Whale. Fudgy the Whale. Fudgy the Whale. Regi- regional favorite, Fudgy the Fudgy Whale. Fudgy the Whale. Carvel players love him. That's right. All right, guys. Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm, all, I'm already exhausted. And we haven't even started talking about this one yet. This has so many problems already. Go ahead, Mike. So, yeah, obviously this has problems. We don't know where Johnny Depp's career is right now. We don't know if he's hated or if he's liked. We don't know. We don't know what they're going to do with this. There was talks about them starting a new Pies of the Caribbean series without Johnny Depp. The search for more money. Yeah, the search because, you know, they make a lot of money. Those the, movies are good. I like the Pirates movies. They're I have fun, fun with them. They're, They're fun. fun. I, I, I feel like Disney is is kind of shoehorning in Jungle Cruise as like the replacement for the Pirates movies because they're like big family adventure films. Sure. I liked Jungle Cruise. Me too. Really different flavor than oh, the Pirates yeah. films. Definitely. Though. You know Definitely. what I mean? Like yeah. I just, yeah. it's not a good replacement for them. No, I know? don't think so. No, uh, Jungle Cruise also like they have other parks called Disney Sea. Mm. Yeah. Which is like search, explore, adventure, I think yeah. is what it stands mm-hmm. for. Um, so that leans leans into that a bit. That was fun. Cool. I'm actually, I was actually all for the, I don't know if it was going to be a reboot or a continuation, but I was all for like the Margot Robbie Pirates of the Caribbean that was floating around for a bit. Like I was, is that what you would do with it? You would still go forward with their idea. I like money. Money's great. So it's Margot Robbie as what? She's Jack's daughter or Jane Sparrow. Jane Sparrow. Jane Sparrow. That's it. Simple. It writes itself. Is it called Jane Sparrow? I think it's called Pirates of the Caribbean. Jane Sparrow. Jane Sparrow. Okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, it does work. What would you do with it then? I, oh, that, that was not me being insulting. I, I truly don't know. Oh, like, I know you like, weren't being insulting. Would it be like I would the something of Jane Sparrow, right? Or like the something. quest for Jane Sparrow, or something. The quest of Jane Sparrow. The revenge she, of Jane Sparrow. I think she maybe she doesn't know who Jack Sparrow is. Maybe we don't even talk about him. So hmm. okay. I don't know how this goes. I don't know. I don't know. He should at least make a cameo. I I feel like my pitch is shitty because I'm uh, I I don't know. I. <laughs> I, I kind of want stop making them. I well, there's there's yeah, there's two things. I would be really jazzed about more pirates movies if the last few had been better than yeah. the first few, but yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. really. They kind of just kept getting weirder, but also bad. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the most recent one. It was honest. not bad actually. The worst one is Dead Man's Chest. No, well, the worst one's World's End, and then Dead the Man's Chest one? was the fourth one with Blackbeard, who was great. I mean, Penelope Cruz I... and Ian McShane were were great in the movie. Uh, but the movie's like plot wasn't great, right? And then the fifth one was Stranger Tides, which no one saw, but actually was better than the fourth one. Who was in that one? That was Javier Bardem. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and that was like a it, it was it was like decent, and it, it left things open for more continuation. I just I, I don't think they imagined that Johnny Depp would get into the situation he got into, and that they would have to stop sort of making those movies. Yeah, we're not gonna make Pirates. He wants back then too. Well, of course he does. I think unfortunately, at least with what I know now. Uh, kind of want Johnny Depp back in the movie but maybe not as the main character no, if we I, went forward with Margot Robbie cool but I would also like to see him at least have a cameo as like her dad or something or someone he's gotta be yeah you gotta yeah. put him in there and like hey he listen change focus of the series but don't erase him from the right. yeah, the universe he did also just really dodge being stuck to that what did you call it slow meandering car crash of a film series oh god yeah fantastic beast or whatever yeah yeah so that film franchise is moving forward without him but like everything i read about the new fantastic movie which is i think called the secrets of dumbledore 
Ooh. Which just the worst fucking title. The secret is that he's gay, and we all know the secret. There's nothing else to tell in that movie, and that's the best thing about him. Uh, otherwise, he's just Jude Law doing the worst performance. Jude anyway, Law getting a paycheck. Yeah, those movies are bad too. Oh fuck it, Jane, Anyone, Spar- Jane Sparrow. Jane Sparrow. Anyone got any other picks on pirates? It's just Jane Sparrow all day. Sparrow. Right, I right. have a way to fix uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, what? Muppets. Yeah, Muppets. Oh, yeah. Muppets, Pirates of the Muppets. Caribbean. Oh, it's just just like do Treasure, Treasure Island, Island again. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. That's, people love Muppets Treasure Island. As we all know on How About This, the Muppets is the answer to fixing anything. It will really, literally, very much right. fix every single thing. I know Amanda is pro-Muppet. In fact, Amanda, I think, is possibly a Muppet. At least half um, Muppet. But the rule on How About This has always been like, if we don't have a pitch for something, if you do it with Muppets, it is a success. Yes. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite games to play is, okay, recast this movie, one human actor, everyone else is Muppets. Right, and it's like, a great game. And it's, you, the answers, I think, are also never wrong. Like, every single one that I've heard, like, you can kind of imagine it. Like, sure. Yeah, that would work. There are clearly ones that I think are a better choice than others, but, like, they're all so delightful. Pulp Fiction, Muppets but Marcellus so nice. Wallace is the only human. That would be a funny one. Uh, actually, I think what's funny about Pirates is I don't think Johnny Depp is the one I would keep. No. I think I would keep like Orlando Bloom yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or um, Kira Knightley. Yeah, and yeah. everyone else is a Muppet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Muppet Jack Sparrow walking right. around. Okay. You can keep them both. I mean, there are more than one human actor. So I will grant an exception for Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom. Right. That well, they were, the, they were sort of the normies, right? Yeah. Or Lundo Blint. <laughs> All right. Amanda has the hat. She's reaching into the hat. Here, She's shuffling the hat. Show from a hat. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. That's good, like good Foley work. Yep. The Muppets! <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the Muppets. Um, wow, Amanda picked the Muppets. What are the odds on Amanda cheating and picking out the Muppets from I the hat? I think she's a witch. You both saw me looking in the opposite direction from the hat. Yeah. I, I don't know that. I, I can't, I I can't I say cheating. that I saw that. Your fingers read what was on the page. I know. I, you got I saw ring. you writing some of those in Braille. Yeah, you got those. <laughs> <laughs> you got that big scary ring on. I know what's going on. Magic. Um, but yeah, the Muppets. So... If only we had someone that knew a lot about the Muppets. I know, really right? Like we're really, really bad on the Muppets. Here no. is my perpetual pitch for the Muppets. I have been saying this for years. After I'd introduced this idea, there was a Twitter account created by someone else pitching this too. So I know I'm not alone in feeling this way. Yeah. It needs to happen. Um, the Muppets should host the Oscars. The Muppets should absolutely host the Oscars and probably every awards show. You know how awards shows have just become, on the whole, just a little bit like... I I used to love watching awards shows. I really did. And I feel like... What changed, Amanda? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, well, this year year specifically, I haven't seen a lot. Um, so well, I, of course, there's I, nothing to see. Exactly. Well, I don't want to go down. No, that road I was just saying I haven't podcast, seen a lot because I've been watching more Disney food blog than anything else. Well, so. that's, you're doing better. Um, but yeah, I think that the Muppets should host the Oscars um, and just give them the Golden Globes too, and give them everything. Give them the, the Tonys. Emmys, give them give the, the Emmys. Tonys, yeah, everything. Give the Muppets, all of that. I I need to see that happen. Every presenter, a Muppet, the host, Muppet, red carpet, Miss Piggy's hosting with Uncle Deadly. That would be awesome. You have Statler and Waldorf in the balcony. Put them in. They will do the commentary. That's right. I, you know what, though? Fozzie did have some tweets in the early oh, uh, right. 2000s that he might get into some trouble for. So we don't need Fozzie. We don't need Fozzie. No, we could do it without Fozzie. Yeah. The, the the thing with the Muppets hosting the Oscars is that the Oscars love to reward movies that are just 
so depressing. But with the Muppets there, it wouldn't matter yeah, as much, right? right? It'd be like, oh boy, Nomadland. It's a real depressing movie. Or, or, Yay! Or everyone <laughs> um, uh, in the uh, the, uh, the uh, Oscar for Best Picture is um, uh, going to... to uh, oh, it went to La La Land. No, it didn't! You're right. supposed to go to Moonlight, you idiot! Yeah, oh, that is much better. And then Way just Beaker better. presenting. Beep, 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 beep. You don't know what the category is. You don't know what the awards are. Yep. Well, it certainly solves wonderful. our problem. Like currently, they have no host, yeah, and no one wants to do it. No, nah, it's crazy. I, I, I do. I, I've always supported your desire to have the Muppets host they the should. Oscars. We got a glimpse of them hosting or being present in an award show in the Game Awards. Yes, I think that was two years ago. Yes, where it was, it was Bunsen it was and Beaker Bunsen giving and out Beaker an award with, and giving with the award goose. with the goose from Untitled Goose Game. So they oh, had a Muppet that, that was the goose, <laughs> and cute. they were presenting, and it was the absolute best. It was so fun, and that was. A minute and a half of proof that they should have every award show. Love it. Love it. The Muppets are the best when they're doing a show. That movies have proven that. All right. I am picking up something from the hat. And what I have picked up from the hat is Freakazoid. Yeah! Yeah! That is Freakazoid. Right up your oh, my God. Dun, 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 well, that's dun, dun, awesome. Dun. So, Freakazoid, I hope the listener knows what Freakazoid is. This was a short-lived animated series. Yeah. That was, I want to say it's a Cartoon Network show, right? It's uh, actually, it was, was it a Warner's Kids, and then Kids WB. Kids WB, and then yeah. it ended up on Cartoon Network? Yeah, so the history of Freakazoid is really weird because it was a dream project of Steven Spielberg's. Yeah. Would you but say the history is freaky? It's, it is freaky. Ooh, I see what you did there. And I think there's something with Freakazoid, and I might be wrong about this and all the nitty gritty, but it was like the reward that that... Steven Spielberg got for making working with WB on other shows. Like he was like, I really want to make Freakazoid. And they're like, you got to kind of make these other things first. Like Batman needed right. to get done and all these other shows needed to get done. The Animaniacs, Animaniacs needed to get done. And then he was like, well, now I'm making Freakazoid. And they were like, yeah, right. You can make Freakazoid. So that's why there's very little of Freakazoid. There's like two seasons of Freakazoid. It didn't really do that well in terms of ratings, but it's one of those shows that's like one of the best cartoons like ever that few people have seen. And, uh, you know, R.I.P., I think Ed Asner was Ed a pretty... Ed Asner, was yeah, a pretty, who was Cosgrove. Yeah, yeah, he was a pretty prominent character on it. And Freak is, the story of Freak is, is that he's a, a computer programmer who, like, gets zapped into the internet because his cat walked out of the keyboard and hit this long string of, of coding. And then he just turns into, like, this super-powered freak. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think for Freakazoid, I think I have a very simple pitch. I just want to see Freakazoid live action. Yes! I just want to see a live action Freakazoid uh, feature film. Feature film. Um, in the style of a two-hour Saturday morning cartoon special. Yes. That is the flavor I want. And I specifically want... <laughs> I'm so sorry for this. <laughs> I specifically want Sean Bean to play Roddy McStew. <laughs> Roddy McStew, who is the uh, Scottish mentor of, of Dexter Douglas. Uh, just I think he'd be awesome. Crud. Uh, I just I th- I think a live action freakazoid would just be a lot of fun. Do we have a Do you have a freakazoid? I don't, I don't have a freakazoid that I can think of right now. Freakazoid's great. Freakazoid, because you know what? I don't know a lot of teen actors that I think would be good as Freakazoid. Because what you want is you want Jim Carrey. Yes. But you want him at age 18. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which um, never happened. Right. He was never and 18. We would have to, right, exactly. He skipped it. Correct. He was never a child. Um, We would have to go on like a nationwide hunt and then cast, um, you know, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I'm not sure what we would do, but I, I just think it would be great. What I would love for Freakazoid ultimately is, okay, so uh, feature film animated, 
um, very much in the style of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah. Where there's yeah, ostensibly yeah, yeah. a serious plot, and then we do a lot of stuff where it's animated characters. Well, I guess I guess it's this generation, so maybe CGI animated characters I would be okay with, integrated with with human people. And uh, I, th- I just think that'd be so good. I think oh, it's great. And you could all those villains are so good, and I think you do a, a story that really showcases all of them. I think would be great. I would love to see the Lobe. The Lobe. The Lobe oh, is like God. the main the main villain would be so good for me. Freakazoid is is great because Freakazoid kind of ma- mashes together the rogues gallery of like both Batman and Freakazoid Spider-Man. Freakazoid really good rogues gallery. He's got a great rogues gallery. I think Loeb is Michael Sheen. Yes. I think that's who I would want is my Loeb. Yes. The Loeb. That's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. You have like characters like Candlejack who is... Uh, sure, Candlejack barely speaks or doesn't speak, but yeah, yeah. but you have him. Who else? What are his other villains? I forget. It's, it's very much like a little bit of Batman, a little bit of Spider-Man. It, all of his villains Darwin. are like basically a spoof on like one of the major sort of Batman or Superman villains, right? Yeah, and then... It's very. It's actually very similar. Freakazoid is very similar to like Darkwing Duck in that aspect, because Darkwing Duck two greatly borrows from both Batman and Spider Man. They both have very good rogues galleries. But yeah, no, that's it's amazing. Could you right. do Muppets Freakazoid? Yeah, we just Muppets make everything better. So, so absolutely. So some of the Freakazoid characters, and I, I think they should all be in the movie because boy, these are good. So your Lex Luthor is Armando Gutierrez. Yes. With the eye patch. You have the lobe. You have Cave wait, Guy. Wait, isn't is that Ricardo Montalban? It probably was. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. Kid Carrion. Oh, boy. Waylon Jeepers. Uh, yeah, Candlejack. Cobra Queen. These are all great characters. Man, I miss this show. Yeah, I would just love to see that again. Oh, Hunt, Hunt, Hunt. hunt. He's the Huntsman. And the Lord Bravery show, too. They need to include the shorts because the shorts were the best. Yes, very, very good stuff. Yes. Both shorts need to accompany the film. Both Huntsman and Lord Bravery at, at minimum. Everyone go out there and try to find Freakazoid. I think it's on DVD. I think that's the only way you can get it right now. Maybe Hulu has it, but it's definitely worth watch. It's like how many episodes? Like 40 tops? Yeah, it's uh, it's a great show. For a while, Freakazoid was like a hard-to-find show. I'm pretty sure it's more accessible now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I got Kirby. Kirby. And I love Kirby. Yeah. Kirby's a great series of video games. Uh, it's also make They also make a pretty good vacuum. Har, 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 har. So the problem with Kirby is that my pitch for Kirby would have been... Kirby's always operated in 2D. He was always like, hey, Kirby moves from left to right, he eats a bunch of stuff, he gets their powers, and he moves on. It's like better Pac-Man. It's like, yeah, a little bit, but like, there's more of an adventure to it. And my, my thought would be like, okay, so Super Mario Odyssey is really good, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot from Kirby based on how Odyssey works. It's like, why don't we just make a big, open, 3D Kirby game, and Nintendo last week just gave us that. So they're working on a 3D Kirby game. I think maybe it's time to make Kirby Kart or like hmm. a Kirby racing game where okay. or bring the Kirby characters into Mario Kart. Into Mario Kart. Because you need I think out of all the Nintendo characters that fit with Mario Kart well, I think that Kirby definitely fits so much better than some of the others they've worked with. And it's just like Kirby, King DDD, the Waddle Dees, Meta Knight, they're all great. And I think I mean there is a racing game. There is a Kirby racing game which is Kirby's Air Ride, but I I would love to do that. Kirby always kind of has these weird spinoffs like Kirby's Dream Course, which is like a very strange like golf game. Yeah, I actually love Kirby's Dream it's Course. Great. Isn't that a weird thing to say? It's I really good. It, like very relaxing and also simultaneously fucking frustrating yes. as hell. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But Kirby is also the harbinger of death. So oh, when, what? Oh yeah, if you hadn't noticed this, follow Kirby's like 
follow Kirby's games and story. Every time a Kirby game comes out, it's like the end of a system's life cycle. The Super <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate like story was that. based around yeah Super Super Smash Brothers Ultimate story. The story mode of it was based around Kirby was the last one left after everyone got killed. This right. new game, this new Kirby game, takes place in a post-apocalyptic Earth. So That's I'm very just fun. I'm just assuming that Kirby ate everything. Okay, so you're going to give him a cart game. I think I'm going to give him a cart game. Okay, I like it. I think part of my issue with Kirby was that he didn't have the same pedigree as other characters yeah. in his sort of weight class, uh, you know, in terms of reputation. Like, the, the Mario games are, like, so well-established. Yeah. Uh, and it's like Mario, Mario 2, Mario 3, you know, Super Mario World, etc. Sonic games, Sonic, Sonic 2, you know, all that stuff. For Kirby, there was sort of no main series. There was, like, yeah. Game Boy games and, like, weird spin-off mini games, and, like, as you said, like, Dream Course and, like, other weird shit. And then, like, Kirby got his due later. I would actually go back, and what I would love to see is a completely retro-styled, maybe, like, 8-bit or 16-bit Kirby series of games yeah. made specifically as if they would have been made for the NES or the SNES, and to kind of, like, reinsert him into proper continuity being, like, Hey, we never did this at the time, but let's really give him his due as like a main Nintendo staple character, which he is now. But I mean to say, like, let's give him the retrofit now. Well, that's the thing with Kirby. It's always a series that was made for it. Kirby games are easy. Yeah. Uh, and they're made for like kind of like for kids. And as I said, at the end of a system's life cycle. So so many people like don't play Kirby games because it's like, yeah, you're not going to play old gen Kirby so, no, it's a really good idea to, like, kind of reinsert him back into, like, the lineage so that he's on the Mount Rushmore with Donkey Kong and, and Mario. Yeah, and all that. you know what I mean. I yeah, know exactly, exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. to kind of give him the respect that he, he deserves. Don't just relegate him to, like, well, the system's ending. Might as well make a Kirby game. Sure. It's kind of like, though, it's almost like explaining to a kid who's just like, oh, my favorite Smash Brothers character is Kirby, which means you're a real fucked up kid, by the way. But, like, oh, what what great Kirby games are there? And you're like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of like... Yeah, they're just fine. Yeah, they're okay. Like, yeah, I think definitely upping the prestige of Kirby is a good idea. The best Kirby game is probably the first Game Boy Kirby game, Kirby's Dream Land. Kirby's Dream Land's great. Uh, people would argue Superstar on the Super Nintendo's great, but that's not like a, a cohesive game. It's a right, series it's a of like mini, mini games. Yeah. A collection of like kind of mini games, yeah. Right. That was Mike's pull. It's Amanda. Amanda. I, have, I have a very quick pitch for Kirby. Oh, you have a Kirby? Okay, great. I, uh, Host the Oscars. No, it's more for merchandise. Um, yes. Because Ooh. I know I know what Kirby looks like and I've played Kirby in Smash and that is all <laughs> I know about Kirby. Um, but you said Kirby and my brain immediately went to I would love a Kirby pool float merchandise. But then when you said he goes left to right and eats things, I was like, oh, is there like a... a a Kirby Roomba that exists, like a Kirby edition wow. Roomba, because I would use I that. I love that. Well, Kirby is a company. That's my pitch for Kirby. That's all I got. The Kroomba. I like it. Well, the Kirby, the Kirby there's the vacuum company Kirby should work with Nintendo and create a Kirby Roomba. Kirmba. Yeah, Kirmba. The Kirmba. The Kirmba. A Kirmba, a Kirmba. Kirmba. A Kirmba. 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 All right, Amanda, pull from the hat. Versus system. Oh, no. Oh, boy. So, Amanda, do you even know what versus system <laughs> I, is? Did I pull this the last time? What last time? What We've are never you talking about? Uh, I mean, I never pulled this Correct. card. Correct. Versus system. You've mean? never seen that. So, what? versus system is a card game that was, Jordan, a, card game. was a card game. It's, well, it was it's, upper deck, right? It's kind of still a card game. Versus system is a Oh, they still print that? In a living card game format, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, so it's dead. So, it's so, so funny. As soon yeah. as a card game makes it to living card game, we all know not to buy it. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like living <laughs> literally means dead. Literally means fucking throw the box out. Yeah, just stop collecting now. <laughs> 
So we did explain this in depth on what a living card game was on our Doomtown episode Which last I, time. Which almost no one has listened to. You know what? The listens aren't that bad, man. Really? <laughs> I've already listened to them. I'm like, hey, people like it. So, uh, so Versus System was a competitive card game that Jordan and I played at the end of high school. And it was Upper Deck. This it was, was upper, a, upper Deck okay, put it yeah. up. Yeah, and played it in college. And it was, you know, your standard was like a magic style card game, but with superheroes from both DC and Marvel. Right, perfect and it was a lot for of Amanda. Yeah, yeah, this is right up Amanda's alley. Right up Amanda's alley, alley yeah. in terms of like card games and all that stuff. She loves them. Yeah. And and we played a lot of it and we loved it. And it is a game that like died. And how I would improve Versus System or what my pitch for Versus System would be to bring it back in its original format, almost similar to what you were saying about Doomtown, but like realize what didn't work about Versus System. So the biggest problems with Versus System is that by the end of the game or throughout the game's lineage... The characters and teams that people liked were never good. Like, Spider-Man's team was bad. Superman's team was bad. The Arkham Batman's, inmates were bad. The Arkham inmates were bad. Batman's team were bad. The best teams were like Checkmate. Right, the best characters were terrible, like yeah. Dr. Light. Yeah, Dr. Light was one of the best From characters. DC. Dr. Light A character was, no one knew. Exactly. A character Ramatut. Knew, Ramatut and <laughs> Dr. Light and all this stuff. It's like, just go back and reanalyze what made the powers good on these characters and right. put good abilities on the good characters and just make a set at the beginning that's like, hey, this is the first set. We're going to focus on Spider-Man and the Avengers, and and that's our first set. And then the second set, we're going to talk about the X-Men. That's the- such an easy fix because yeah. like, there were so many versions of each character. Yep. It was just like, dude, if you want to make a bad Wolverine, make it later. Yeah, yeah. You know? Just make all Or your- whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's just the only the way to fix it is just go back to the beginning realize that there are characters that people like that were bad yeah. pretty much throughout the whole series and then make them better. And that's were, all you need to do. There were a couple of characters they always got right, but they were few and far between. I'll tell you who they always got wrong. Fucking Superman. Superman, always wrong. Always wrong. Never always wrong. felt like you were playing as Superman. Always felt like, this is Superman, but he has cancer. He has horrible debilitating yeah, <laughs> cancer. And he's terrible. Yeah, we were going to play dis- the, disease Superman. Right, and the the... The ability called Cosmic in that game, which was just like, it was essentially being like, is this card good or bad? Yes. <laughs> like, does it have its Cosmic counter or not? Why would you print something like that? Eventually, they fixed it to where they, they changed it to Cosmic Surge. So if you lost your Cosmic counter, you'd get it back. Oh, how nice of them. I know. So <laughs> they just made a bunch of underpowered characters that had this counter on them that made them playable. <laughs> Right. And, then and then when, when they, they got, lost it, they were the dog shit characters. They were Terrible. awful. They were so bad. So they based multiple sets around that mechanic. I know, it's stupid. What they should have done ultimately is you gotta you gotta look at the game and say we can start this from the beginning, but we need to make sure that the characters that people like. And I understand people out there who are like, well, I really like Checkmate. It's like okay, yeah, great. well, good for you, good but for that's you. not the main folks. That's yeah. not Superman, Batman, Spider Man. Wolverine, right. Captain no, America. No one hears, oh, cool, they're making a DC versus Marvel card game. I can't wait to play Checkmate. Yeah, yeah like, nobody hears that. very few it's people. It's like, oh, who's the best character? Dr. Light, Ahmed from Checkmate? <laughs> right. It's like, guys, like we get it, but no, it's I will bad. applaud them for one thing. They always did Dr. Doom right. Dr. Doom was good. I always played Doom. It was always good. I was always happy about Dr. We, Doom. We, uh, we had a, a little kind of it was kind of like our saying when we played versus if it's a doctor it's a good card and pretty that's much across pretty, the board pretty much the true. doctors were very good pretty much true so yeah no I, that's the only thing you really need to do to improve versus is just do that yep all right so amanda pull. great pitch uh, i think amanda's gonna get to pull again really because versus one, system guys. not an amanda very confident in all my right. ideas amanda she passed that new, pitch. a new pull i i had ideas only dogs could hear <laughs> well the dogs loved them they, I, they actually thought it was really great oh 
Oh, all right. Maybe I hear the blues are calling oh. to salads and scrambled. Mercy. So I picked Frasier. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go for it. I okay. So throwing it back to Kelsey Grammer. Um, wow, multiple wow. Kelsey Grammer on multiple the same grammar. episode. Grammar the grammar the hell out of this episode. <laughs> I love Kelsey Grammer. Um, but I really love Frasier. If you're not familiar with Frasier. Go watch the whole series. Pause this podcast. Go watch all of Frasier and then come. Except don't do that because it's a <laughs> we'll long We'll see time. you in several years. Um, but like seriously, watch it. So I do have a pitch for Frasier. I have a Frasier that I really want to see. Well, what could they do with it now? So I I don't think there would be a continuation of the original show. For those who have never seen Frasier, here's a very, very quick synopsis. Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers where everybody knows your name. Um, he was a character that <laughs> frequented the bar, but wasn't like one of the top tier Cheers characters. Tier like, two at best. Yes, yeah. he's a secondary. At but best, tier you, two. You met Lilith and Frasier on Cheers. Lilith yes. is Frasier's ex-wife when you see him in Frasier, and she's a character that's mostly only spoken about. But basically, Frasier is thrown in a situation where he has to uh, live with his father, Martin Crane, two very completely different personalities, um, what a da- sitcom! Yeah, the, he's a psychologist. David Hyde Pierce, his brother, also a psychologist. There, it's. Uh, I'm doing a very bad job of explaining it, but basically, people have to cohabit that are family that don't really show. see eye to eye. And there's a dog, uh, Eddie, who my dog was related to. Oh. Um, he's a Jack Russell Terrier. He steals the whole show. He does. Um, but I would like to see Frasier in the modern day with. Uh, Fraser having to live with, and I'm his son's Jeffrey. I think so. Right? I thought Frederick. I'm Frederick. Frederick. Yeah, Fraser's son is Fraser's son Frederick. is Frederick. Yeah, that sure. would make sense. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get his Jeffrey name wrong. Jeffrey Fraser. Fraser's son Frederick. I want to see them in a Fraser and Martin situation where maybe <sighs> Frederick wow. is a bit more like Martin and okay, Fraser so more kinda, like blue collar, right? Uh, Freddie rough, Fraser rough around the edges. Freddie Fraser. You know, Fraser was his first name, Mike. Oh yeah, you're Fraser right. Crane. Freddie Crane. Yes. So Freddie Frederick Crane. Yeah, but, but yeah, so Fred. he kind of has to see eye to eye and figure out how to, you know, help best. His son is now um, an adult, so it, it would be. His son would be in his 40s now, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, 30s or 40s. 30s or 40s. Because he was, he was fairly young on the show, and that was in the early 90s. Yeah, Frasier, Frasier was like firmly a 90s show. When yeah. I think about like what were like the big 90s shows, Frasier's right at the top of the list with like Friends and Seinfeld. Yeah, definitely. It's that was so that fun. was kind of that was that was must see TV in the yeah. mid to late nineties. Yeah, Frasier won like <laughs> I remember like you would watch the Emmys and it would just be like, why bother? Frasier wins everything. David Hyde Pierce is so good, also so good. Um, and would Frasier? Oh, sorry, would Niles and Daphne figure into all this? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Absolutely. I don't think that you can have the same chemistry without um, Niles and Daphne. And I wouldn't be looking to recreate the show, but definitely that kind of like character chemistry. Sure. And, like, um, so you're looking to keep... basically replace the Mahoney role. Yeah. Yeah, with, with, with Frederick. Frederick. I think that works. With Frederick. And maybe a different animal of sorts. You need a, yeah, I need a new Eddie. Okay. Eddie Jr. I dig it. I have a pitch for Frasier. Really? Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, a man knows what it no. is. <laughs> what is it? The Muppets. Yes. <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> and the name of the show is just Mean Frasier. <laughs> what does that mean? He's just mean. He's meaner. <laughs> He's, he's regular mean now. No, no, no. But like, he's really mean now. I, I Fraser Fraser has been relegated to like serious radio, and he only has to. He only gets calls in from like 
conspiracy theory nuts. <laughs> it's podcast Frasier. Yeah, it's like yeah. podcast oh, Frasier. Exactly. And he's just so angry and he's like actually mean to these people. But they love it because it's such a thing because like his flip outs are what make him a thing. I get it. Mean Frasier. That's a very integral part of the show that I did not include in my immaculate synopsis from earlier. <laughs> um, is that that he's a radio Frasier show host, is yeah. a radio personality. He is like not super famous but like in his area he's famous like he gets recognized at the coffee shop yeah it's like um, if you if if you listen to a local radio show and you see one of the hosts walk around you you know yeah so that's a very important part to his character yes um and to the show because not yes. all of it takes place in the house and all that it's also at the at the station so that's you could combine the two mean Frasier. <laughs> mean Frasier. i like it living with freddie mean Frasier. all right i'm about to draw from the hat about to draw from the hat all right I have picked a very large piece of paper. Oh, no. I've picked out um, one Disney attraction is what it says on the paper. One Disney attraction, which I think uh, uh, I think I submitted this. One Disney attraction simply means you just get to design a thing that will be in Disney World uh, off the cuff. We can do this, sure. By the way, listeners, we have a great, we actually have a great Disney Parks episode in season one. I think it's like episode three or four. Yeah, it's it's really early on. very good. So now I have to come up with something better than Disney Hollow, which was hard to do because Disney Hollow is fucking great. Go back and listen to that. Everyone likes that. I'm just going to say it's probably the best uh, episode for no particular reason. I don't know if there (laughs) are any special guests. On it. One Disney attraction. Well, I'll say this. So where I usually start with this is I always look at Disney properties that I love but don't really get their due at all. Um, so I'm going to take us to the UK Pavilion in Epcot. And I would like to see a little bit more love for Sword in the Stone yeah. and Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. Oh, Great Mouse um, Detective. Yeah. Famously, Sword in the Stone does have Excalibur, the sword, which you can, you know, one child can pull from the stone, I think, per day in the parks or something like that. They, they do have a show. It's in front of... A Sword in the Stone the show? Caris- it's not really, like, exactly like you say. It's, it's a very little show that oh. sometimes happens in front of the carousel where Excalibur is. And okay. I, I think that... Like that's the chance you get to pull it is oh, like cool. during that, but it happens if the weather's okay, okay. and it isn't always going on. So it's like few and far between. I could be making this up. I don't think I am because I haven't seen it in yeah. years. Um, but that's the last time I did see something going on in that area. There was like a little oh, happening. Cute. I love that. So I, I would actually just love to see a little bit more love for that. Even Black Cauldron. I know these are not loved properties, but no, um, I love them. Sword the Stone is like my favorite of that era animated. Yeah, it's I love so Sword in the Stone. So I just think they're, those are cool characters. I love Mim. I love Merlin. Um, I love Archimedes. I'd like to see more representation for them. And also I, th- I think they did a really good Sherlock Holmes story that yeah. is good. Like... The little mouse that lives below the real Sherlock Holmes, you know, Basil is cute. Radigan is a good character. That's a good movie. I know it was not at the height of their animation. It was pre-Renaissance, but it was it was a good property. I would just like to see an expanded UK pavilion that maybe includes, uh, well, for one, famously, the UK pavilion in Epcot has a place that sells tea. Yeah. But it actually doesn't have a place where you can sit and have tea. Which is weird. Which is weird. Uh, they have the Rose and Crown, which actually is my favorite Epcot restaurant, which has like pub fare basically but they should have like a large tea room i think that would be like something cool and kind of romantic and what's more english than a place where you can sit and have tea would be nice and you can do great mouse detective for that and then maybe like a big i don't know like a library or a bookstore god forbid a bookstore or something like that that is like merlin's tower or something like that and relocate excalibur or just do more with it so i think that would be fun so that's my one disney attraction idea i could see a bookstore working in fantasyland too where they have all like gaston's tavern like 
Belle could have a bookshop. Or oh something. yes, that would be quite good. That would be really nice. Yeah. Um, the Great Mouse Detective. They took this out of Epcot. I think they took it out of Epcot a couple years back, and it was like Agent P, which is Perry the Platypus Perry, from yeah. Phineas mm-hmm. and Ferb. Sure. They had like a clue finding thing that you had to do throughout Epcot that was Agent P themed. That could be a fun way to incorporate Great Mouse Detective in that pavilion, as have like an interactive thing where you need to like go and find clues and stuff throughout like the, mm-hmm. the shops. Use your phone to kind of like scan QR codes and stuff like that, but you have to like solve a, a puzzle in that area. You could have that in the T. Sh- the tea shop or the tea house yeah i just i think sitting and having like a lovely cup of tea is just such a nice thing and that's what you kind of go to the uk pavilion for you don't really go to the uk pavilion for excitement it's got alice and mary poppins two very low-key characters the british invasion is fun the rock band the rock band is so fun actually you're right and actually for some reason when i'm there they're always playing oasis but it's um (laughs) uh it is nice um anybody else for a disney attraction Amanda? I, have, I have a Disney attraction that I would bring back. Okay, what do you got? Um, alien Encounter. Always Alien oh, yeah. Encounter. Yes. Why? Um, that was my favorite ride. Was it? In the, that was my favorite attraction in the Magic Kingdom, which I also think is strange for me because um, it is a scary ride, and I tend not to go for jump scares and things, but I... Is this the one they stitchified? Yes, and then they undid it. It's going to be something else. I don't know what the new ride is, but oh, they stitch closed. They know what they should do? They should just replace the alien with the xenomorph. They own it. Well, that is terrifying. Though. I know. No, that is so that, scary. It I know. Was, it was a Henson-produced um, yeah, yeah. thing. It was just so freaking cool. Um, so I would definitely bring that back, more space stuff in general. Um, well, you're going to get a lot of space stuff coming up, too. Yeah, well, Space 220 just opened. Yeah, the Gardens of the Galaxy Gardens ride Galaxy opens. Ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably do, because these tend to be my favorite types of rides mike and i were just talking about this how the the dinosaur track in animal kingdom has the same track as the indiana jones ride indiana jones ride is superior i will say that okay um the indiana jones ride actually might be my favorite disney attraction in all the parks yeah i mean it's great so great um but another something like that i don't know what i would theme it but i really like those immersive rides a lot more of them are opening where they're reliant on screens or 3d effects which is cool but i i tend to much prefer an animatronic or like an immersive experience that doesn't rely on those like video effects. Totally. So something like something like that. Mike I'm is not laughing. Sure Why is Mike laughing? It. I have an idea. Yeah? Yeah. What is it, Mike? I want to tie this all together with what we've been talking about today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. We need to bring back the great movie ride. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But it needs but... to be the great Muppet movie ride. Where the Muppets, wow. while you drive around the, while you drive around the ride, while uh, while the ride carts around the ride, it's the Muppets reenacting scenes from movies poorly. Um, yes. That's terribly good. I, I know. Oh, what a good idea I that know. is. That's and we perfect. all miss the great movie ride, and we all want more Muppets, so this satisfies us all. And also, you can tie it into the Muppet Theater down there too. Yeah. Wow. Because it's Mike, very close. Uh, I'm applauding. I'm gonna give you an yep. on. The mic. great Muppet movie ride. Mike, so that's like really perfect. good. That's so really like, good I'm, but like, would you have like, you know, like Fozzie Bear reenacting like Streetcar Named Desire, or you have <laughs> Stella, ah, Stella, you know, or you have like, you like, like Kermit and Piggy is you know doing Casablanca, the Casablanca yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's alien? Alien. Who's, who's Sigourney Weaver? Janice. So Gonzo is clearly alien yes. when he comes down from the yes. ceiling. <laughs> and I think um, and maybe Janice. Janice. Right, gunning Gunzu, I'm getting out of here. You know, just really like. <laughs> no, it doesn't even have to be those movies. It could just be like no. great movies that we. I mean, imagine like a Godfather scene with like Kermit or Rizzo, Rizzo the Rat, <laughs> Rizzo the Rat. You know, like something like that would be so good. So yeah, the great Muppet movie ride. 
I love that. That's great. And then you could do the the closing scene from the Muppet movie where they're yep. like all in the studio. Yep, yep. I will put an addendum on that. I would love a reskin of that ride or maybe a separate attraction because the best version of Christmas Carol is the Muppets Christmas it Carol. Absolutely so is. To be able to experience just some of that as a ride, I think would be cool. They would yep. do they would do a holiday overlay during yeah. those months. That would be yep. that would be fun. Yeah. That would be really cool. Moving right along. Um, and they would hire Michael Caine to be the one human on Michael Caine. On the ride. Michael Caine. I made a lot of crap, <laughs> but not, but not the Muppets Christmas Carol. He's so good. He's right. so good. That's Is this our? I'm oh, sorry. It's the best Muppet movie, and it's rather it's the best Christmas Carol and the best Muppet movie. I think personally. I've got Power Rangers. Oh, go go, go, go Power Rangers! So power, we we grew up kind of with the Power Rangers, kind uh, of, kind of. I we, feel we like we were the Power Rangers. We were like the, the market. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I think Same. We were the market for the Power Rangers, and I think, I think, uh, Boom Comics has actually done a great job with Power Rangers and their comic book. Like they've done an amazing job. Power Rangers only works when it's campy and goofy and silly and fun because when you're taking a, so the way Power Rangers works for those of you out there who don't know. Power Rangers is a long run is part of a long running Japanese uh, live action show that dates back to the Japanese Spider Man sure, show. Sure, probably might be one of the best known properties of the nineteen nineties. Yeah, I don't Power know, Rangers. I don't yeah, know, this touched every life. It's so many, so many of we nineties kids uh, grew up with Power Rangers, but it's actually a Japanese show that so so when they brought it over to America, they edited out all of the scenes where they weren't in the Ranger costumes. And they added like this like California teenager thing. So it actually dates back to the Spider-Man show, the Japanese Spider-Man show where he had like, the giant, giant robot and stuff. And they started Super Sentai, which is Power Rangers over in Japan. I think what we can do here is that I think that we kind of need a show where both the Super Sentai and the Power Rangers meet. Because I think at this point in American culture, we are... American kids love Japanese stuff and like it's no longer a thing where like oh well we can't have anime over here or anything like that and we have to change stuff. I think it's time to like mishmash the two together and just have this big you know Super Sentai Power Ranger nonsensical TV show yeah. that's on all the time or it's you know or you make a movie out of it. You make a movie where like the two worlds align and the Power Rangers and the Super Sentai get together but not serious like they did that recent Power Rangers like Michael Bay style Power Rangers movie. I didn't even see that. I'm totally disconnected from Power Rangers. Yeah, neither. I loved Power Rangers though as a kid. I loved it too. I mean, I was so into it. Yeah. And like the the introduction of the Green Ranger and his transformation to the White Ranger was like that was the height of drama for me. Yes. Like I was oh, ob- yeah. obsessed as a kid. You had to be you watched every day. Do you have? Did you have something? I do have something. It's they could go one of two ways, and I envision both are a game. Um, so it's like Power Rangers fight school DDR is almost what it's like. So <laughs> okay. instead of like dancing, you show up on the screen like as a Power Ranger, there's a mat on the floor and you have to do like all of their fight moves. But what if there was a game? I don't know if this is starting to exist or if this is a ways in the future. I feel like it's going to happen at some point, but that you had like a literal motion capture suit and you could fight somebody else like on the internet as a Power Ranger. I believe that would be very, very difficult. And I understand. something that we are oh, probably can, a decade it'll away. It'll happen. Oh, it'll happen for no, sure. that's why I'm like, this is going to... This I is don't like think Street Fighter 8, now. you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, how fun would that be? Very fun. I think fun. we all want that. If, uh, if haptic technology comes along a little bit better and yeah. you could actually like feel the hits and it's, stuff, I would say give it, give it 10 years. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. I don't mean fully feel the hits. I don't no, want to get like no, fucking no, wailed on. No, but like, like it, yeah. it vibrates or something, or right. there's like, oh, I was just pleasurably even. Oh yeah, Ooh, man. That's a different game. Okay. That's All totally right. gonna happen. I think we can each get one more pick in, and we're good. All right, so. Uh, right, so this is the last round then, right? Last round. So this is Amanda's final pick, and then I get one, you get one, and that's it. I'm okay. not looking. Everyone sees I'm You're not, not looking. looking. Okay. Not Amanda's looking. cheating as Moving usual. Moving right along. Uh, Footloose and fancy free. A bear in its natural habitat. A Studebaker. That is not um, what the paper says. Adam's family. The Adams family. So, what do we got? Oh, I mean, there's there's stuff happening with the. This Adams is a very active right property now. currently. Yeah, yeah, which is great. There's the show. There's the Netflix show. Correct. That they're making Wednesday. Right. The Netflix show. I don't even know if that's the title. I think it is. There's and an then there's Adams film. family animated film that came out a few years ago, and then a sequel to that film coming out this year. Right. Which is also animated. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, hmm. I feel like this property like is never not active. Uh, Americans love the Adams Family. It's yeah. con- they're constantly doing something with it. Yeah, there of already is a musical. Yes, There's... which is not good. I haven't seen it. I know. I know it's based on "You Can't Take It With You," and it I is. was in that show in high school. Yeah, so you can't I take it with you is good. Um, the musical kind of suffers because it's like, hey, we have the coolest, like most interesting property. Let's just do the same old story we used for La Caja Full, the birdcage. Uh, you can't take it with you and whatever else, which is just like the weird family has to be normal for a night. It's like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. They did that in an episode of Doug, though. But Very, in the opposite, oh, opposite curse way. this writer's this, block. Oh, my writer's block, but in the There's opposite. There's a bomb in the right. lasagna. <laughs> so do we have an Adam's Family pitch? Um, I do. You, you go first. Yeah, okay. So Tim Burton getting the Adams Family was cool because uh, I always thought that that would go well together, uh, even though Tim Burton is a talentless hack these days, and it's just kind of like, I'm going to add my Burton aesthetic to something that already has it. Somebody has a sad dad! (laughs) (laughs) That's true, though. That's every Burton movie. That's absolutely every Burton movie. So my Adams Family pitch would actually be also a television show. I I appreciate that Wednesday is older and that it's a show that focuses on her in the Netflix version, but actually that's not quite what I was hoping for. I think I was looking for something that was a little bit more um, accurate to the two films. Yeah. And by the two films, I mean the only two films. We're going to ignore all the other ones. So Raul Julia and, um, of course, Angelica Houston are the best of Gomez and Morticia. And you cannot top Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester. But we shall try. I would love to try to continue that universe of films. We would have to recast. Obviously, everyone's, you know, sort of the wrong age now. But I like those Sonnenfeld films. I think they're they're terrific. I wanted a film that was directed by Tim Burton in that style specifically that particular brand of humor which seems to be like a little too dark by today's standards like i don't think like those movies would get made now that's a real shame you know what i mean because they're great and they're great and i feel like this netflix show is just gonna be like very scrubbed and squeaky Mm -hmm. clean and like by committee basically yeah um which is a real shame but I i would always have loved to have seen like basically tim burton give Adam's family like the scissor hands treatment. Yeah, right? yeah, Which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. this is like a cool, romantic, fun, vivacious thing, but there's some poetry in there as well. And for once, I would actually like to see Gomez and Morticia at the center of the story. Yeah. Everyone always looks at these and it's like, oh well Fester's the interesting character, which is true of Adam's family one and two. 
Um, even though Raul Julia and Angelica Houston are giving, you know, Oscar-worthy performances, both of those movies are Fester's movies. Yep. The new Netflix show, obviously, is a Wednesday-focused show. And the animated series shows, uh, or sorry, I should say the animated shows, uh, movies that are on right now, they're, they're kind of whole family-focused, but Gomez and Morticia are not central to the plot. Central to the plot. I want to see their love story. I yep. want to see something that kind of breaks them apart as a couple, and then the reason why, like, they get back together. And I would also love Tim Burton to bring in something that I thought oh, he always would have done well, which is to show us the Adams Family extended family. Show me all those fucked up cousins <laughs> and the freaks that are like out in the graveyard and stuff like that and bring them all in and like give me a little bit more about like Morticia's past yeah. and a little bit of Gomez's past. And like they've lived lives before they got married. Like I just want to see more of that. Jordan. Yeah. Here's how we're going to make that happen for you. Okay. Is it with Muppets? No, okay. it's not with Muppets, but we're going to get Christopher Lloyd involved. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back for this. And we're going to make it a different Netflix show. Oh, no. Called Modern, in parentheses, Adam's Family. And do it in the style of <laughs> Modern Family. Yeah. Because Christopher Lloyd was a big creator producer on that Is show. that true? Yeah, I didn't know that. Absolutely he was. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that. I've got an idea. Modern Family. <laughs> modern Adam's Family. Take that and center it around Gomez and Morticia, much like it does with the Dumfies, mm. and kind of do it from there. Yeah, I would watch that. I love that. Christopher Lloyd on more projects. Yeah, yes, he's now I think eighty, 80. or in his eighties. Um, but he's great. He was actually just in Nobody. Yeah, which is the Bob Odenkirk, um, almost like a John Wick type film. And he most recently played Rick Sanchez in like little shorts for Cartoon Network. I kind of want the live action of that to he happen. Did. I think. Yeah, I, think it may. I really don't. I don't really have an Adam's Family. Thing. We would love another pinball machine. Yes, oh, definitely. That was the best. Pinball the best machine pinball machine. Adam's Adam's Family. I would love to see an Adam's Family Values pinball machine. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see also an Adam's Family Values musical, specifically yes. the Values musical. That story, not whatever the fuck they gave us on Broadway, and not a musical of the first film, which is good but not as good. Adam's Family Values is. The best Adams Family thing that has ever happened, not the comics, not the original series, not any of the films except for specifically Adams Family Values, and also God bless Joan Cusack, who does not work enough. She's awesome. Well done. She's a gem. Yeah. I love Joan Cusack. <laughs> yeah. What a great movie. Yeah. Was oh, that yeah, your I pull? Pulled Were you pulled? Okay, so this family, is yeah. my last pull. Make it count, Jordan. Come on, make it count. Bum, bum, bum. All right, show me potato salad. What do we got on this show from a hat? We did something very similar to the one I just picked out. I just picked out Disney restaurants. Yeah. So I'm actually throwing uh, that back in. That. I'm throwing that back in because we just kind of did it. And I just pulled it out again. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm now still shuffling the hat. And what I've now pulled out is... The Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone, like the Adams Family, is another property that's always in the American consciousness. It's, it's a very current property. Jordan Peele just tried this i yeah. guess it didn't work out even though jordan peele is brilliant so i'm not sure why it didn't work out i think the twilight zone should just exist perpetually i don't yeah. think that i think where they made a misstep maybe after the original sterling matheson production was like they always felt like it had to be like another rod sterling had to come in and do no. this and be like i'm gonna have my reign on the show now i don't think it needs to be any one creator no where they actually i think got it right was have you two seen the twilight zone movie no uh i don't I don't, not the one about the ride that's the Tower of Terror. No, 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 no. The Twilight Zone movie was a, it's a 1980s horror film. It's four horror shorts put together under the banner of the Twilight Zone. And it's basically like they redo four classic episodes. Okay. And a different director had each episode and each one had its kind of own tone and flavor. And there was a frame story around it with, with Dan Aykroyd, which is pretty good. It's actually like a, a very good movie. 
was Dan Aykroyd like the I guess considered Rod Serling in that? He was not or? actually. He would have been great as that. Actually, Dan Aykroyd in that movie plays well a guy in a car and then an ambulance driver who can. Uh, well, you know what? I will leave it up to yes. the listener to go check yes. this out and find out exactly to watch what it. Dan Aykroyd is in that movie. Pretty cool. Anyway, John John Lithgow gives an Oscar-worthy performance in that movie. Anyway, that is what they should do for a Twilight Zone show. So rather than it being like, I don't know, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone or like, I don't know, uh, any any director or writer-director's Twilight Zone, just have each episode have its own writer and director. Yeah. And it exists under the banner of the Twilight Zone. And I, I will say this. I loved the Twilight Zone having a host. Yeah. Rod Serling stepping into frame and explaining a little bit about what you're about to see was always so charming. And I think Jordan Peele kind of played that same role in the new version. And I think that role should exist. I don't think that role needs to be the same guy who's also writing and directing. No, you, I don't think we no. need another Rod Serling. No. He was like a once-in-a-generation super talent, right? I was terrified of him as a child. But so cool, but right? He, yeah. No, he's great. But I was te- like, I'd hear the dude and just his voice, and I, it would send me. I'd be yeah. like, oh. But he had a great he's voice. Awesome. Yeah, Rod Serling was like this uh, amazing writer, uh, director, and just like a cool guy. Handsome personality, very charming. I don't know that we need to find that person because that person's probably off doing other stuff. Yeah. You know, I I want somebody that's just going to focus on this. What I would say is let's break up those roles. You know, maybe that guy directs one episode, fine. But like hire a host who's like, I'm just the host of of the Twilight Zone. Get like a, get someone who's already in the pocket for that kind of work. Get like John Glover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get someone who's just like, oh, obviously that would be the host. Yeah. You know, uh, John Lithgow actually would yeah. be a, a great host for the Twilight Zone. Just someone who's like creepy and creepy and cool. There's plenty of those folks. And let any writer and director come in and do one episode. Show me one episode of like, what does Quentin Tarantino's one episode of the Twilight Zone look like? Make it like an auteur director showcase. Yeah. And like directors will come in and be like, hey. I have a great idea for a Twilight Zone episode and then make 13 of them and put them in a season and let it just be like that. Don't burn out one person doing all those episodes. I don't know how Sterling did it. And he would put together these hugely long seasons of episodes that he would almost exclusively write and direct and Crazy. put together himself. No idea. Um, he probably worked himself to death, honestly, which most I, likely. I think kind of happened. Yeah, most mm-hmm. likely. So that's what I would like to see. I would like to see it basically as director, writer, actor showcase. Yeah. And it's all kind of a hodgepodge. I think that's great. I got no. I can't even come close to that. I don't have any ideas like that. I I am very intrigued by these whenever they are produced. I think that they're so much fun. I've brought this structure up before, and I definitely will do it again. But this could be a very interesting and cool property to see Netflix create a choose your own adventure that has like eight hours of content in from it or Bandersnatch something. like that, similarly yeah. to like a Bandersnatch, and like you can wander into different. It doesn't even have to be different timelines, just different scenarios that would be kind of considered under the Twilight Zone umbrella. Sure. Yeah. You know, so almost like a like a funhouse thing. Yeah. No, I like yeah. that. Black Black Mirror has certainly become like the inheritor of the yeah, Twilight Zone like the new audience. Twilight Zone. And they're great. I'm and I, I'm not saying that the show should be more or less like Black Mirror. I'm just saying I, I think Twilight Zone could exist and be its own thing. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I just like the structure of a choose your own adventure, which has been done by uh, correct. like I wasn't uh, uh saying but no to your idea. Um, Bandersnatch rules. That's actually my awesome. favorite thing of Black Mirror is Bandersnatch. Yeah, I, that's by far. really still the only thing I have I think seen we've watched a little bit but yeah, yeah not much we watched Bandersnatch a bunch and I just know yeah. that we still haven't seen everything which I find so we're not even close fascinating that you see it differently every single time I think a friend of the show Lewis actually went out of his way to find all the algorithms and like play through the whole thing yeah there's, there's a lot of content you can't see unless you make some really wild weird choices yeah well, there's also there's two different ways that these are structured what I learned from I watched through the Kimmy Schmidt 
one. Okay. Where I didn't you, even know that there was one. There like is that. like a Kimmy okay. Schmidt extended movie. Daniel Radcliffe is in it, and they end up getting like married and stuff. And the whole <laughs> thing is them like kind of planning their wedding in their life, and it's like it's very cute, but be, like very silly but how that is structured versus that of a bandersnatch is that you can go down dead ends and it'll reroute you back to the center so that by the time you're done watching it you've pretty much seen all of the content so like you can kind of veer off and then they're like nope it doesn't end this way and then they'll put you back in the right timeline whereas bandersnatch it won't do that you know sometimes it kind of does a little bit it'll reroute you to the center so that you've seen a certain length of content but it won't go out of its way to show you all of it because there's just so many things hidden behind doorways. And I think that that's the way that if I were to do a Twilight Zone, it would be that way where there could be it. there could be a full season of content. There could be 20 hours of content, which is a full season of episodes per se, but you need to discover them. You can't watch them chronologically. Right. No, I like that a lot. I think that's great. I think it's awesome. I love Mike has our video. final poll final from the poll. show from a hat. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. No better way to end the show from a hat uh, than by talking about okay. Nicholas Cage. So remake National Treasure all with Muppets. Keep Nicholas Cage. There <laughs> uh, we go. There you go. There Put you go. It in the, the right, right file. file. You know, a B C D. <laughs> I'm ready for the Cage verse. What is Cage verse? What is that? Kate Nicholas Cage's characters are all alternate versions from all these different alternate Earths. And Nick Cage has to assemble the cages to do something. I like that. And I mean this all the way from, you know, all the way from his character in Moonstruck to Spider-Man Noir to whoever that guy in Pig is to the guy in the (laughs) Freddy, the the guy in that weird Chuck E. Cheese thing to Ghost Rider. And he brings all the characters together in the Cage-verse has to probably save the world. Nicolas Cage also most recently has said that he plans to never never give never, up acting. Never retire. After he never just give up, never, never surrender. surrender. After he just I think he just purchased some like ridiculous item for like five million dollars. So that's yeah. why he's acting forever. Yeah, well he has to keep doing movies to keep up his wild dinosaur bone. I habit. know, I know. Actually that's actually a great <laughs> um, idea. Do you have a pitch? This is true, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. No, no, he thing. loves dinosaur it was, bones. It was Nick Cage versus Leonardo DiCaprio, I believe, bidding on dinosaur They're skulls. They're bidding right? on dinosaur yep. skulls and Nicolas Cage <laughs> beat DiCaprio and then ultimately Nicolas Cage sold the dinosaur skull to Russell Crowe. Yeah, this is a wild story. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know all the details. But yeah. There's li- a, listeners, you should look this up. Look it's it up. Very, very real. So, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, you got a Nicolas Cage idea? I do. So, I, I think the question is just like, all right, so Nicolas Cage is moving into roles as an older man now. I believe Nick Cage is in his 60s. He's got to be, yeah. And it's kind of like, well, what do you do with this guy? First of all, I'm so happy he plans to never retire. I think Nick Cage is totally wild. Um, he's fortunately. And unfortunately, entered into what I refer to as like the walk-in zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Christopher Walken for years was like a very serious actor. And when you cast him in a movie, it was because you wanted this like elemental performance. But at some point, Chris Walken, I don't even know why this happened. He became like a parody of himself. And now when Chris Walken appears in a film, he's most likely just doing like a camp version of what he thinks everyone thinks Christopher Walken is. So Nicolas Cage has now reached this point where he is aware of his own cageness, right? I think there's even a, a story in one of his films. Weren't you telling me this? Where like, oh, yes. you, want, you want the full cage? So right? in, what was this? Oh. In Spider Verse, they were they weren't they didn't like how he was going about playing Spider-Man Noir, and this is legitimately a quote that he says. So he goes, he turned to the directors and like, oh, so you want the full cage? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> so then he's trying to figure out a Rubik's cube. <laughs> because he's in black and white and the Rubik's Cube is color. It's, it's genius. 
It's so good. It's so good. I think for me, I would love to see Nick Cage reclaim a little bit more of his legitimacy. Yeah. I understand he's trying to get back there with like roles in films like Pig, but like even Pig seems gimmicky. This is really my advice for Nick Cage. I want him to take a few more like normal films. Yeah. I want him to take some movies where like he has to play like a person. Yeah. Um, because right now the last couple of Nick Cage movies I've seen have been like Pig, which is John Wick with a pig. I've seen Willy's Wonderland where he's fighting basically like Five Nights as Freddy style animatronics. Um, he's always in the most ridiculous movie that I've ever recently seen is always a Nick Cage film. Awful. I just want to see him play like somebody's dad dealing with like, I don't know, arthritis <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Nick Cage. You know, I need Nick Cage to win an Oscar again. Yes. Right? Leaving Las Vegas was too long ago. Adaptation is way in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I want to see him become like a really legitimate actor again so the next time he does something fucking nuts, people really pay attention because people have really started to go to sleep on Nicolas Cage and I need him to reclaim that glory. Also, I just want to see Nick Cage in a Western. Yes. I'm just putting that out there. I don't believe it's happened. I don't know. Unless you consider Raising Arizona a Western, which it's not. I would just, I want to see a Nick Cage Western. Throwing it back a little bit to before. Have the Muppets ever made a Western? I don't recall. Probably to some degree. No, to some degree. I don't think they I have. I don't think they have. Not a full-length feature. Not a full-length there feature There were definitely sketches not. on the Muppet show yeah. that were set. Sure. Um, so we could combine oh my those God. two Muppet that Westerns. That is a weird adult to put with the Muppets. Yes. Right. But he would take it seriously a la Michael Caine. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that if we want Nicolas Cage to kind of reclaim some of that, he's got to work with the Muppets. Very nice. Do we want him back as Ghost Rider? Mm, Yeah, I I actually do uh, in this way. Since we're dealing with a multiverse now, I want Nicolas Cage back as Ghost Rider, specifically as Johnny Blaze. Okay. But Johnny Blaze from, I think the name of the comic series from the secret wars was called ghost racers or ghost riders and oh, I, think I i want remember him, the cover of that looking cool yeah i want nicholas cage to play johnny blaze as like a retired evil knievel racer yeah that's perfect like he's like a like evil knievel's career was over this this version of johnny blaze is like a stunt motorcycle rider not in the leather jacket and the and like all that stuff, but like in like the red, white, and blue, wacky, evil Knievel style look. I dig, it. I dig that and, a lot. And it's yeah. almost like there's a sadness to it. And yep. you can make Cage play like he can kind of be real about it. Or you do something with Nicolas Cage at some point where you do Nicolas Cage, almost like being John Malkovich, but it's being <laughs> Nicolas Cage. I feel like that might be happening. I feel like someone's yeah. got that in development. Yeah, Cage, the movie Cage about the movie. Cage. Cage, the man, the myth, the legend, now the film. Exactly. But I think Nicolas Cage is the perfect thing to end. There's no better way to end a show about the pitches, like a, a show about possibility yes. than with the actor that is possibility personified. Exactly. Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage. So, Nick Cage, who sits at the fulcrum, at the center of the multiverse yes. of all space-time reality. Of course. If Nicolas Cage, when Nicolas Cage quits acting, I actually fear for the universe. So oh, one last Nicolas Cage yes. thing. The the trailer that was teased, I believe, in Death Proof Planet Terror was Werewolf Women of the SS with Nicolas Cage as Fu Manchu, which is like the most transgressive thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I need that movie to happen. <laughs> I need Werewolf Women of the SS to happen. So if that's not if it's not too late, I'm sure it is. And he will be canceled for it, but what a way to go. This is my mecca. Yeah, please. Starting with that clip <laughs> and being like, that's where, you know, that was like, that's a flashback. And then they do it for real. Yeah, I think this is a good idea. So 
<laughs> Thank you all for tuning in from the show to the show from a hat. Show from a hat. We had such a great time just kind of pulling these wacky ideas out of the hat. Please continue to listen. We have a lot of great stuff coming up for you. We have Halloween and the spooky season coming up next. Spectacular. So we're going to have some really great ideas there. So once again, Thank you to Jordan. Thank you to Amanda for joining us today on the show from a hat. For Jordan Hugh and Amanda Mack, my name is Mike Staub, and thank you for listening to How About This. And there we have it. Thank you so much for listening to the show from a hat. We had a ton of fun recording this episode. It was almost too much fun, so I'm glad that we were able to go back and re-record that one for you. I think we're going to do one of these every so often, maybe at the beginning of a season, maybe at the end of a season. It's a great way to wrap things up or kick things off in the future. But if you want to support us, please go out there, like, subscribe, comment, share, do all those things. That makes the show that much more visible so that more people can listen and give us even better ideas of things to talk about in the future. We have to once again thank the amazing Amanda Mack for joining us on this episode. You've heard her before. Her ideas are amazing and she's definitely going to be back very, very soon. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at How About This Pod on both Facebook and Instagram. Get into the comments section. Tell us what you think. Let us know if you're having a good time, and we will catch you real, real soon as we kick off the Halloween Spooktacular.